This is Anna Hunt with the Communications Media Department at Ames Community College in Greeley, Colorado. Everyone likes a good underdog story. The ones where someone goes from the bottom to the top. But we fail to realize that there are underdogs everywhere. Most of them we know about are celebrities or they're somehow well known. There is a whole other group of underdogs with their own stories and that they may not be famous or have a movie about them, but their story is just as inspiring. The underdog in this story is Karen Sue Wombold. She's not famous, but from what she's been through, she should be. This is a story of a woman who started small and poor, but worked her way up and worked really hard. It went through some really hard and trying times, but got to be in a place where she is truly happy. I'm the second oldest of seven kids. My parents had six girls and one boy. Um, and I actually had a stepbrother and a stepsister, which was pretty unusual for that time. Um, I was born and raised in the same house my mom actually still lives in. She still lives there, actually, with my older sister. A Colorado native. Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I grew up in Littleton, and actually I guess it's called Greenwood Village now. Um, my parents live, well my mom lives in the same house I was born in. My parents lived in that house my whole life. I lived, I actually moved away from the, out of the house, away from my parents when I was 15, but still lived mostly in the south end of town, um, Littleton, Englewood, um, then started working a little bit further north. When I got married I moved up north and now I just stayed. <laughs> <laughs> We lived in a, in a fairly affluent area and didn't belong there. The only reason why we weren't homeless is my mom's mom had a little bit of money. My dad was um, an alcoholic and so didn't work very frequently, didn't work very often. Um, my mom worked sunup to sundown in uh, jobs that were below her um, just so we could eat, just so we could keep the lights on and pay the bills. And so it was tough because we always were um, kind of looked down upon. You know, I went to school with kids that had money and their families had money and the kids had new cars. And, you know, we fairly frequently, you know, didn't have enough to eat or, you know, didn't, you know, for school each year, you would either get a pair of shoes or a pair of pants, literally. So um, it was kind of tough because you always felt bad. You always felt like you weren't good enough. What during your childhood helped make you who you are today? Uh, my dad had a lot of trouble. I, you know, I never knew him. I can honestly say I don't think I ever had a single civil conversation with him. He was angry. He was distant. Um, he was in the last throes of being just an alcoholic. And so he, you know, he wasn't even a parent. Um, so it was, it was hard. I think the only reason why I decided to make anything out of my life was out of spite, which I don't recommend. That's really not a good motivating factor, but you know, he always told us we were worthless and we would never amount to anything and you know, we would never be anybody. And I just took a hold of that and decided, no, I'm gonna prove him wrong. I'm, I am gonna be somebody. I am gonna not be stupid and lazy like he insists that we all are. When you were growing up, what did you want to be? 
I never really had an opportunity to sit back and decide what I wanted to be. Um, I moved out of the house when I was 15, and so immediately, I, I mean, I had to have a job. I had to pay bills. Um, I had to scramble. I had to, you know, do something that I could, you know, buy a car and, you know, pay for the things that I wanted because I was literally completely on my own. So I never had the luxury of sitting back thinking, you know, what would it be like to go to college or what would it be like to be XYZ? You know, I just I just had to hit the ground running and start to make a living and figure out something that I could be good at. What was your first job? Well, my first job that I got actually paid for, my mom's family owned a greenhouse out in Parker. And so as a kid, and I'm sure as young as, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 probably, we'd go out with my mom in the summer, because of course that's where my mom worked too. We'd go out with my mom and get paid just a fairly minimal wage to do really mundane jobs, and I hated it, because our friends didn't have to work and they got to play all day. And uh, my mom made us go out there, and of course we thought we were actually helping. But actually what it was was, my mom was afraid to leave us all at home all summer long, you know, with nobody supervising and nobody watching us. Um, and so then my uncle, you know, he'd pay us a little bit. But um, I actually really did learn to love that job. Um, so that was actually my first real job. And I was pretty young. But then when I was 15, I lied about my age and my first real job where I got a real paycheck. Um, I worked fast food. Um, and I worked... Uh, I wasn't living at home, so I worked at night. I worked from 11 at night till 7 in the morning, and then I went to school during the day so I could get my degree. She worked many minimum wage jobs and worked really hard. She finally got her college degree, and then she eventually worked for the city of Parker. This is where she got to meet some really cool people, such as the Denver Mayor Wellington Webb, Governor Roy Romer, Barry Fay, and Billy Joel. While you were growing up, who inspired you, and if you had a mentor, who was it? I didn't really have a, much, any mentors. I, uh, you know, my family was kind of isolated. We didn't, we didn't really have a lot of friends or anything, and we didn't have a lot of family that we knew or that we're really close to. And I had a few teachers in high school that kind of saw you know, that, that um, you know, our my family situation wasn't ideal and tried to, you know, mentor me a little bit and say, you know, stick with it and, and hang in there. And I, um, I actually doubled up my classwork. So I graduated a semester early, um, mostly because I was working full time. So I needed to earn money. Um, I couldn't spend all my time just sitting in high school doing nothing. So I didn't, I didn't really have a lot of mentors. I just knew I had to get up every morning and do the best I could and take care of myself. Where did you go to college and what did you study? By then I was working for South Suburban Parks and Recreation and I was doing fairly well. You know, in my early 20s I already had um, management positions. And of course everybody kept telling me I wouldn't be able to move any further up the ladder because I didn't have a degree. And I would constantly look at my bosses and think, I could do that job. You know, they're, they're not working that hard. I know I could do that. And wanted to be the boss. And I wanted to come and go as I please. And I wanted to set my own schedule. And I wanted to be in charge. And so I enrolled at Arapahoe Community College. And then from there, I transferred to University of Colorado at Denver. And it took me six years, almost seven years, to finish a four-year degree. But um, it was a lot of hard work. But I think it ended up being worth it. 
What kept you motivated through the really hard times and through just life in general? It seems like there was always something that I was trying to accomplish. You know, when I was younger, I was working and I was working for the next job or the next position or moving up or doing something, um, you know, career-wise. And then uh, when I got married and had kids, you know, we lived on the farm and I tried to, you know, do the best that I could with just everything. You know, I wanted to be a good mom, I wanted to be a good wife, wanted to be a good mother, you know, wanted to learn how to cook and clean and, you know, and, and farm and grow things. And so I just, I've always been really driven. Um, and one of those people that they sometimes call a lifelong learner, you know, I, I truly believe that the day you quit learning is the day you start dying. So. You know, I, I love to learn and I love to hear new things and, um, you know, love to pick up things that I think are, are interesting. What has been your proudest moment so far in your life? That changes because, you know, with each accomplishment, you know, that you that you revel in a success of something that you've worked so hard for, um, that fades as you get onto your new accomplishment. And probably the thing I'm the most proud of is my kids. I think people don't take having children very seriously. And I tease all the time that God lets anybody have kids. But um, I, I think I took it really seriously and, and really have committed, you know, 15, 16, 18 years of my life solely to making sure that my kids have what they need to be successful. And not just to spoil them and give them everything they wanted to, but, you know, to, to do the hard work, you know, make them learn and make them survive and make them succeed and make them, you know, tough and vulnerable and, and you know, good, make good choices on their own and, you know, teach them, not just, you know, do for them. Um, but I, you know, now that obviously my kids are bigger, um, it's, it's, you just can't even measure the reward that you feel when your kids are doing well. What do you think has been the hardest part of your life so far? And it, that's another one where, you know, once you get past it, you know, it seems to not be as important as it was. Um, and I've had, a, you know, a couple times I've stubbed my toe pretty hard and um, I feel like, I, you know, I just, out of, out of stubbornness, I think, um, and pride and, and selfishness, I just decided, I, you know, this, this isn't going to be the moment that defines me. And I know I can, you know, I can overcome. Um, when I was young and I was single, it seemed like it was hard to do um, when you're doing it for yourself. But as I got older and I had kids, you know, when I had a stumble or when things weren't going well, you know, and you, you sit there and you mope and you have your own pity party and then you think, I got to get it together now because somebody else is counting on me. And so uh, as you work through those different issues, you, it's just a whole different perspective when you know that somebody else is counting on you. And there were lots of days when I had lots of tough times that I thought, you know, I don't want to get out of bed. I, you know, why am I even, why am I even doing this? Why, you know, why am I here and why do I even bother? And then of course, in just that blink of an eye, you know, dawn on me, well, you know, you brought kids into this world. And so you, you got to suck it up and you got to, you know, you have to do what you've got to do because you're, now you're responsible. Karen has truly been through some really hard times. In 2014, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She had the tumors removed and she survived, but it was still a very scary and life-changing event. She never should have been diagnosed with breast cancer. 
She's the pillar of health. She was extremely healthy. She ate healthy. She exercised. She just ran into some bad luck. She never should have been diagnosed. This isn't the first time she was diagnosed with cancer. Earlier in her life, she was diagnosed with skin cancer. She survived that as well. Along with her other hard times, she was divorced from her husband, and she had to move away from the farm she loved to live on, and she took her kids and they moved into the city. If you had to do it all over again, would you change anything, and what would you change? And you get asked that question a lot, and people talk about that a lot, and if the, if the flip side of that is, if you change something that you wouldn't be where you are today, I would never change. Because I'm, you know, I'm very blessed and I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at and with, you know, the things that I try and be so grateful for that I've been given. Um, obviously, there's things in my life that I would change and that I would take away. But if they altered where I am today, you know, I wouldn't risk that. And I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't want to do it over again. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. If there was a younger person that was in the exact same position as you were in in your earlier life, what advice would you give them? I think I would tell them to try and give themselves a break. You know, cut yourself some slack a little bit. You know, you don't, you need to take your foot off the gas a little bit, you know, coast along a little bit, be a little more introspective, not just so driven and push, 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 push all the time because it wears you out, it makes you tired. Um, and maybe try and, you know, they, the, they say the phrase all the time, you know, stop, smell the roses. Um, and it's really true. You know, I, I, you know, people would say, well, you guys go on a vacation or did you go somewhere? I'm like, no, all we ever did was work. And I was that way when I was a kid. Um, I was that way as a young adult, you know, cause I thought that was the only way that you could get ahead or the only way that you could accomplish things that you wanted to get done. Um, when I got married, you know, uh, that was our mentality. My ex-husband and I, that's what we thought too. You know, you get up and you work hard and, and then someday, and uh, you know, now that I'm getting older, I'm thinking that someday might not ever come. So you can't always just wait for someday. You need to take a little bit of a break and enjoy someday along the way. Tell me a little bit about your status now. So I had kind of an evolution of careers. Started early on, I was in parks and recreation, um, got my degree in business management, then went on to, I was at the city of Louisville and I was the recreation director there. And then I went on to the town of Parker where I was the parks and recreation director and reported directly to the mayor. And then in an instant, my babies were born and I stayed home. Um, so that was, that was very jarring. Um, it was a tough transition. Then um, I, you know, when I got married, we decided that I was gonna stay home and raise kids, so I stayed home with my babies, which I was perfectly happy to do. Um, my ex-husband made some horrible mistakes, lost his job, so then we started our own business, so then I started helping run our own business from our home, and that was trying and taxing. Um, but through that, I learned some skills that have now translated into uh, the position I'm in now. So now I'm a staff accountant. Um, it's not anything I ever thought I would want to do. It's not anything that I particularly really like, but I'm actually kind of good at it. I work in a good place. Um, I have good friends there. I'm treated really well. I'm paid really well for the, the job that I do. I work because I feel like 
um, I'm supposed to work. You know, I have more to contribute than to just retire. And and I think I need to set an example for my kids that, you know, I, I have more to give than to just sit home and, and mope. As you sit right now in this current moment, would you say that you are successful? I guess I never have... I never remember sitting thinking where I want to be and who I want to be. I always remember thinking I want to be comfortable, you know, and I want to be like as a kid, I always thought, God, that'd be awesome to be able to buy something nice or to be able to afford something nice or to have a nice home or to have a nice car or like go on a vacation. And so those things, you know, I've, I've had and I've achieved. And sometimes I think, you know, you take those for granted. Um, but as far as being a success, I don't know that I would ever use that term to define myself. I think I've just, through pure stubbornness and determination, have you know made something from nothing. What would you define as success? Well, I think it's all relative. I think there's a lot of successful people that aren't happy. And I think there's lots of happy people that aren't particularly successful. And I think, you know, true happiness or true success kind of sits in the middle where you have some kind of a balance. You have a balance of something that's rewarding and something that's fulfilling and something that you've accomplished, um, something that you're good at, you know, something that you continue to learn. I think it's a, just all a huge balancing act. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm there. Some days I feel like I'm there, and some days I think, gosh, I just, you know, I'm just stuck. I'm just miring in the mud and can't get out. And lastly, is there anything left in the future that you're looking forward to, that you finally have time to do? Is there something that you've always wanted to do and never were able to do? Is there something in the future that you're really excited about? My role as a parent is changing because when my kids were little, that was, it, it was very consuming, you know, not only physically, but emotionally. Um, obviously, as your kids get bigger, your, you know, your parental demands are diminished, for sure physically, emotionally not as much, you know, because you worry 10 times more and, and the consequences are so much larger than you know, the, between your kid falling off their bike and splitting their knee open and your kid getting in a car with a drunk driver, there's a huge transition there. But I, um, now that my role is diminishing as a parent, I do look forward to um, reaping that, all that hard work and those rewards by, you know, watching my kids be successful and get married and have their own kids and hopefully, you know, being a part in their lives um, to enjoy, you know, all the hard work that we've all been through. From Karen's story, we learned that hard work and determination helped her to get to where she is now. She is really happy right now with where she's at. She loves her job as a staff accountant. She's done some really cool stuff when she was working for the city of Parker. She got to meet some really cool people. She has three beautiful kids who are all really successful and doing really well in college. She helped build up a really successful construction business with her ex-husband. She saved her money her entire life so she could build a beautiful home out in the middle of nowhere. It's a beautiful million dollar house and she's very proud of it. She's been through a lot of stuff. I think what really helped her get through her life was being a survivor and being brave. 
She survived a lot of things. I mean, she survived living in a household that wasn't very well off. They didn't have very much money. It was kind of hard to get by. Her dad was an alcoholic. Living on her own when she was at 15, she survived through a marriage that wasn't really working. She survived through the divorce. She survived through three teenage girls. She survived from having cancer twice. She's survived through building a house twice. She's built a house a handful of times. And she is just a superhero. She's the most heroic and brave person I've ever met in my life. And I think she's really somebody that everyone should look up to and should be inspired by just because of her sheer will and determination to make it somewhere. I hope you find her story just as inspirational as I have. She is truly an underdog. She's one that nobody knows about, really. Nobody knows her story. She doesn't have a movie. But she does have a really good story. And she does inspire others.